Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 hey have you ever been wrongfully accused i have several times by who my mom yeah i mean it's always my fault when you are the person that provides the needs of someone else Husbands, are you listening? Yeah. You're probably wrongfully accused, too. Now, wives, if you're a wife and a mother, you are definitely wrongfully accused. Even if you're right, you're still wrong in the eyes of the beholder. You know how they say beauty's in the eye of the beholder? Yeah, well, accusations are always in the eyes of the beholder. So what's an accusation? Well, it's a couple of things. One of the things an accusation is, well, let's start with this. It's saying you're just wrong and you've, like, done it wrong and it's not right. (laughs) So have you ever been rightfully accused? I thought about that and I thought that was hilarious. So many people across the country have been allegedly wrongfully accused. So what has to happen for these people? Well, they have to prove that they are right. But I thought about how much work that is. And when you really think about life, it shouldn't be that hard, but it is. So what are you supposed to do? Just be right all the time? No, I have found out it is okay in some senses to be wrongfully accused. Yes. Why? Because think about it. If no one is charging me with anything that's, my fault, or if they're not offended by me. Am I being a good little Christian? (laughs) I had to think about that this week because, you know, I have a Bible. It says that people will know that I'm a good little Christian by the love I show. Well, I'd like to be accused of showing love. So if I'm offending someone who doesn't want the love, uh uh-oh, did you catch that? Right. Okay. So wait, wait, what? I'm confused. Right. And that's why we're here today on Carrying the Burden. I'm Lorraine Carroll, and what I have come to realize is most people don't even care about the love they show. That's the first thing. And so what I've determined is, do I have the right to go around accusing people of not being Christians because they don't show love? Whoa, that's a little mm, heavy. Yeah, it's also a fault, and it's also an accusation. Well, do I have the right to do that? Uh Kind of. See, Jesus said that the people, the men will know that you're a Christian by the love you show. So how am I supposed to know you're a Christian? Oh, because you go to church every Sunday. Right. Yeah. Well, what about the fact that you give uh, every year to all those charities? Yeah, you're a good little Christian, even though you don't go to church. Am I judging you? Well, that's what happens with accusations. Their judgments, their faults, their offenses, they are sometimes crimes. 
Is there a crime in not going to church? Uh Uh-oh, you might want to email me on that one. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. You can find me on KPRZ.com also. Check out the show, Carrying the Burden. So the show, yeah, the one you're listening to right now, you can listen to it later. Yeah, on a podcast. That's what most people do these days anyway. But if you're listening right now, driving, doing your laundry, doing the gardening, these are the things that people tell me. Hey, I listen to your show and I just really think about things. I was like, is that a form of meditation? They were like, you know, I never thought about it like that. I said, good, because the idea is to think about what we do and what we don't do. A lot of us are really irresponsible Christians. Right. See, many times we will place the blame on someone else. It's their fault. Well, it's their fault. Did you hear what I said? Their fault. That's an accusation. Right. It's their fault that we weren't kind. (laughs) Remember, love is kind. It's their fault that we, you cuss someone out, Lorraine. Not me, but hey, there are some Christians that do cuss people out in public. Like my mom would say, you know, in front of God and everybody. But I thought he was the pastor. He is the pastor. Ooh, she said a pastor was cursing. See, that's starting a rumor. Don't start gossip. I'm giving you some examples of how Christians are human, subject to frailties, weaknesses, and most of all, sin. Sin is what? Disobedience of God. We've gone through all of that. If you haven't figured that out by now, keep listening to Carrying the Burden. Because the burden isn't just the caregiving piece. That's what I've come to realize almost in the last three months of this new year. You know, a lot of people are a burden, period. And they need care, too. See, my mother is the primary source of my care, meaning she drains me of all the care that I have. And then when there's other people that need care, sometimes I don't care. Is that apathy? Yes. Am I wrong? Yes. Am I accusing myself? Yes. Of what? I'm blaming myself for being apathetic because I do have an option to not be that way. I have an option to care. Most people don't care. Did you hear what I said? They don't. I've heard people say, I don't give a lovely. Whoa, ho, ho, hey, hey, calm down. Well, but that's how they feel. And most times the reason people feel that way is because they are selfish. People are naturally selfish. Yes, naturally. People are naturally selfish. Born in sin, that makes you selfish by default. I'm sorry. We all came that way. Even babies. I love this experiment with parents, and I ask them all the time, which word came out first from your child's mouth, yes or no? And they're like, well, what word? I'm like, that is the choice, yes or no. (laughs) So did you hear your child say no more than yes as a baby? Did they agree with you and say yes, yes? Or were you trying to convince them to say yes, yes, And they looked at you, laughing at you, and everything else. But the first word was probably no. And when those parents took the time to think about it, they actually began to laugh. I see what you're saying. Right. Because most of us don't come out sin-free, meaning out of the womb, born into this earth, sinless. That would be Jesus, according to my Bible. See, he was the one at all points of temptation He's the one that did not give in. That's where we got that wonderful yield not to temptation hymn that we all listen to, right? Okay, so yield not, because the yielding part is the sin, meaning to give in, to take advantage of the opportunity to go forth with 
the freedom to sin? Yeah, we've all been given the freedom to sin. But with that, there is a contingency. The freedom comes with choices. I don't have to not sin. That that almost sounds like a contradiction, but it's not. Think about it slowly. I told you for some people this is meditation. It causes them to think about their real-life style as a Christian. And like one lady told me, as an agnostic, and like another told me, as a hardcore atheist. But I made her think about some things because she had been exposed before to Christ at one point in her life. But she gave up, and she gave up hope. And when people give up hope, a lot of times they die. Remember, death is not always physical. Sometimes there are forms of death that are mental, emotional, spiritual. Death is separation. So when people are accusing you every day, it becomes a burden. And even though the show is called Carrying the Burden, not carrying, but caring, like I care about the burden. Yeah, that's what I do. People ask me all the time, so what do you do? And I start laughing because I'm like, are you ready? And when I tell them, they go, what does that mean? And then I give them what I call the spill. And I make it relative to what they do. If you didn't care about what you do, most of us wouldn't be able to do what we do. So, for example, if I go into a grocery store and the checker doesn't care about my transaction, I might not be able to successfully complete the transaction and walk out of the store with my groceries paid and with a receipt in hand. If I choose the old-fashioned way to do a receipt, you know, we have e-receipts, all that good stuff. A lot of people just don't want to waste the paper. I get it. But do you get the point? What if the cashier didn't care about my transaction? I was the one in need. I needed to rightfully pay for my groceries and leave with integrity. Now, I could walk out and say, well, their computers are down and they're screwing up. I need my groceries and just take them. That's stealing, yes. But if I don't see it as stealing and I choose to blame, in other words, accuse the cashier, the grocery store for their ailments, their problems, then am I right? Is that rightful? You let me know. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. So I thought about it, and I said, no, that's not right. I'm a caregiver for my mom. That's my choice. It's my freedom to not care also. And every day I have to think about that in some type of way, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, and I definitely choose to think about it spiritually every day because I am accused constantly, not just by from my mother, but from others on the outside. Accusations come from everywhere. They come from people that don't understand. They come from people that find fault with what you do and perhaps how you do it. Accusations can come from a plethora of places. People will blame you when someone is more ill than what they think the person should be. So a lot of families have brothers, sisters, and usually it's only that one brother or sister, but usually the sisters taking care of the loved one, the matriarch, the patriarch, that person that needs the care that 
all the siblings could equally take care of, but it's usually just the one. And that one oftentimes will have to take the blame, bear the burden of the others who are finding fault with how they care about mom or dad. Well, wait a minute. Do those siblings have the right to do that? Sure they do. Oh, wait a minute. You must not understand my situation because I'm the only caregiver and I'm the one taking care. I do everything. Okay, I do understand. What I don't understand, and I'm still learning, you can help me out here. Why do people accuse people when they don't have any proof, when they don't have any truth? I had to think about that. I told you earlier, it's natural. It's natural to sin. The Lord told us not to judge. Matthew 7 and 1, it's right there. But we do it. We do it every day. After we judge, or right along with judgment, we assume. But then I put it all together, kind of like how we put dinner together on a plate. I was telling the young lady back in my day, it was just the thing we had to learn to do. I'm a debutante, and they taught us how to serve a meal. (laughs) And the proper way according to the dietary standards of the United States at that time, well, you were supposed to have a protein and a vegetable and a starch, and you create a triangle on a round plate, et cetera, et cetera. Now we have square plates, triangle plates, yeah. But my point is there was a presentation that was supposed to include a balance. The balance that I have found along with those two are accusation. So you've got judgment, you've got assumption, and you've got accusation. Right. Think about that. You don't necessarily have to take care of an 80-year-old person for people to do that to you. (laughs) I'm sure you feel that way at work, at the job you do, which actually doesn't have anything to do with caregiving. I told you, yes, this show is for everybody, but it's especially for the people that have someone to take care of legally, financially, emotionally, mentally, physically, yes. But for everyone that cares, if you're walking around here and you're not full of apathy, you care about your job, you show up, right? Think about it. People assume so much. And then usually with assumptions, whether they tell you to your face or not, they accuse you. They will accuse you. You know, she was a little rude when I called her. Have you thought about maybe she didn't get enough sleep from the night before? And she was up all night with mom who was hacking up blood. Whoa, that's kind of heavy. I thought this was a Christian show. I always tell you it is. My show is based on my Christianity, rooted right in that old school. I tell everybody it has to be the King James Bible, right? (laughs) Or else it's not right. (laughs) That's a joke. Don't take it too seriously. Don't write me and tell me that there are 123 versions. I get it. My point is what? You have to remember, if you're going to care, you've got to put your robe aside. What robe? I'm not talking about the garment of praise. I'm not talking about your heavenly robe. I'm talking about that black one that they wear like on the Supreme Court. Yeah, the judges, right. That's what they do in America. And it indicates that they have this authority to make and pass judgments. Well, A lot of Christians do that with an invisible black robe, and they put it on, casting judgment, whether they say it or not. And just because you didn't say it does not mean you did not sin. Uh Uh-oh, that's between you and the Lord, because otherwise, what? I might be judging you. 
don't assume. I always say, let's exchange some letters here. Ooh, this is about to be heavy. Are you ready? Assumptions. Assume. I don't find the first three letters uh, coincidental with that of a donkey. Right? And so I said, how about this? Let's try and ask. Oh, did you hear that? A-S-K. Right. Ask someone, just like we ask the Lord. He told us to ask and we will receive. But most of us assume it's just easier. And, yeah, we know what becomes of an assumption, usually an argument, usually aside from the judgment, like I said, you probably will end up in a debate all because of an assumption. Absolutely, because now you've offended the person providing care. And you said, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and it's not even true because of an assumption. That's what you determined, concluded, and then you came to find fault, blame, and you offended the person that's providing the care. What if it's the small business owner, two employees, and the two employees get together assuming because of the crisis going on in America, still there are a lot of people that have businesses that are fledgling. They're still recuperating from their losses from COVID. We've got mega companies laying off 10,000s of people at a time. We're talking about these big, humongous, supposedly billionaire companies laying off thousands of people. So what do you think the small business owner might be dealing with? Right. And if there's only two two employees, let's let's look at the two. Well, is it me or is it you? Because I don't think he has enough money to pay for next week. Well, I've been here longer. Well, I do more work than you. Wait a minute. Is this an argument? That's what happens usually with accusations. And a lot of times people don't realize it doesn't have to escalate to that. It doesn't. It started out as a debate, but did it even have to be a debate? What was the issue? The accusations come with charges against other people, finding fault with them, meaning wrong. I told you, wrongfully accused is what people have to say these days when they feel like what is being said, what's happening to them, what has been done to them, it's not true. It is not truth. Truth allows us freedom. So the more you look at a situation and find the truth, as opposed to making an assumption, usually the people involved are more free in the relationship, whether that's between the caregiver, mom, caregiver, dad. So caregiver to mom, caregiver to dad. Instead of assuming, talk to them, ask them, what's bothering you about this situation? And if they don't want to talk, don't assume that they are mad at you or they have an attitude or they're never going to change. No, don't assume. That's when the Christians get to go do something that most Christians won't do. Now, watch this, Christians. Beware, I'm coming for you because I'm one too. We don't pray as often as we should. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, pray without ceasing. I was that little young person, and when I first learned that, I was about 14. And I heard that scripture in a song. I just didn't know it was a scripture. And I was like, yeah, who has time for that? <laughs> pray without ceasing. Yeah, right. I didn't understand the context. 
until I studied, lived a little longer, and then I said, oh, I get it now. I could have prayed about that situation. I could have, instead of arguing, I could have actually just said, you know what, Lord, I need your help here. That's a prayer? Yes. I've had someone tell me, oh, I didn't know you could pray like that. And I personally was appalled. I almost was offended. I was like, what do you mean you didn't know? Because I wanted to hold the people accountable for who taught that person how to pray. And I said, well, why did you feel that way? And they went on to tell me, well, in the church I grew up in, the prayers sounded kind of like this. And it was so formal. And I understood. I said, I see. I understand. No, actually, prayer is your opportunity to talk to the Lord on your terms. That's the best part about it. Most people don't talk to the Lord freely and fully because they feel they have to prepare their prayer. (laughs) What? No. Old school people will say, just take it to the Lord in prayer, just as I am. A classic hymn, just popularly known because of Billy Graham in America. And I personally feel that that song alone has so much power. It would compel the people to realize, you know what, I'm messed up and it's okay. And I'm going to try and get to Jesus today. And they would walk down to wherever he invited them, whether it was a football field, in a stadium, wherever he was. And the people would come in droves. I'd watch it. I still watch it. Billy Graham Classics, check it out. You can see them for yourself, the people. And my friend said, I was amazed at that. I thought it was like some gimmick. I said, what was the gimmick? For all those people to just come down after he like talked to them. But she said, I I realize now, because she's a newbie in Christ, that they felt what he was talking about. I said, yeah, they were feeling him, exactly. And you know what they were feeling? They were feeling the love, because love is truth. And sometimes truth comes out harshly, and then you don't like it, and then what? It creates a problem. But when you consider what truth really is, truth is love. Well, they didn't have to talk to me like that. Okay, perhaps, but maybe you would not have listened if they hadn't talked to you sternly. Maybe you would have shut them out if they had talked to you very sweetly and kindly and gently. Maybe that didn't work for you. Maybe you needed someone to yell at you and maybe give you some strong verbiage. I didn't say they cursed at you. Calm down. (laughs) No, but maybe you needed someone to, hey, you know what? I'm sick of this. Whoa. Yeah, that got your attention for a moment. And then maybe you listened and maybe you paid attention to what they had been telling you all along. And you were dumbfounded for a moment, and then you listened to what they had to say. And in that moment, you began to lessen your load because the truth was beginning to give you the opportunity to be free. One thing I love about the Lord, he does not impose. He doesn't force himself on you, but he does invite you. He says, come unto me, all of you that are tired, you're sick and tired. This is my translation of come to me, all of ye that are weary and heavy laden. Yes, I know the KJV, but I always say this is the Lorraine translation. I call it the rain translation. And this is what I say from that scripture. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? We've heard that mantra. Sure, I am. Well, Jesus said, come to me. And in exchange for that, I'll just help you out. It's real simple. But most of us are too proud. We're too arrogant to say we need help. And when you're a caregiver, that's the worst thing you can do. My mom has come to know when a stranger comes up to us, 
especially when I am breaking down, I call it the Harley, uh, her mobility scooter and putting it in my trunk. People like are like, well, how, how come you don't have one of those devices to lift it up? And I just look at them and I don't even say anything. And then it causes them to think about what they said. Those are expensive, huh? Well, where would you put it? Now they start asking me questions and I say nothing and I let them figure it out. And once they finish, then I explain to them, actually, it's much easier to do ABC because that's the way it was meant to be. That was the point of getting this type of chair. As opposed to my mom's, I call it Benz, like Mercedes Benz. Yeah, that's the one that cannot be broken down and put in a car. That's the one that has to be transported on medical vans or the city transportation for the people that need to be transported in disability chairs. Yeah. So have mercy sometimes before you accuse. Have a moment to say, am I being judgmental? Because when the help comes, I personally, I'm the one that says, you know what? Yes, I need some help. Give me 20 seconds. Let me think about it. When people call you and say, hey, I'm going to be over by your house. Do you need me to stop and get anything at the grocery store? Oh, no, we're fine. That's not true. Take some time with yourself, with the person for which you say you care, and say to them, do you need anything? Don't assume for them. Talk to them if you can and if they can talk to you. Now, if you have to make judgment calls and assumptions, there are situations that are critical where the person for whom you care, they can't communicate or relay their needs. That's fine. But before you just make a judgment, take some time and think about it. Take some time and think about What is it that you can do differently? Take some time and say, you know what? I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to assume and I'm not going to accuse. You've been listening to me right here on Carrying the Burden. Me, Lorraine Carroll. See you next time. 1210 AM KPRZ, San Diego, California. 